It's the hard end. It's the hard end. Well, hello. <laughs> no intro today. That's what happens. Because Vital put that curse on me. Do you know why? No. Just trying to make you come in hot because the Cardinals took an right, L. Not going to do that today. It's Thursday. You know what that means. Ooh, I do. I do. All right. What's it mean, man? Hey, the boys are here. The boys are here. The boys are here. I am Fred Slow. I'm going to hang out with you for the next two hours, taking you up to Thursday Night Football. Van, you are going to hang out with me, hanging out with the friend of the show. That is correct, for but two th- hours. But to start the program is our very best friend in all of Albuquerque, owner of Graphic Connection, four-year letterman at UNM. What year did you graduate? Ooh, that was a long time ago, brother. Uh, 92. 90, uh, the year of 1992 is the year of graduation. For one, Scott Cregan. Scott Cregan, everyone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey Scott, welcome to the yeah, show. Yeah. Scott, we saw Scott next door. So you're so you're over at KKOB doing something. Yeah, we're doing. Uh, we've been doing some giveaways with Cumulus for the Balloon Fiesta. So oh, love that. We yeah. did a T-shirt drop, and we have stickers and hand sanitizer. And I just found out just a few minutes ago that uh, you guys are going to start letting um, your listeners start coming up to the offices next Wednesday, so yeah. people can come pick up their stuff. So yeah, the building right. is reopening, and yeah, yep, yeah, I know Cumulus has like a like figure it out mandate. So it's like figure out the vaccine or get tested. I'm not sure what the rules are, but yeah. but we're whatever we're open, we're back to business. Yeah, it's awesome. So. Got to get things going again, and that's two years worth of giveaways. So there's gonna be a lot of people. Yeah. Hope they don't show up at once, and a lot of spoiled stuff. <laughs> yeah. So if we didn't mail it to you, if you got that cheese last March, don't bother picking it up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Owner of Graphic Connection, uh, are you the 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 biggest Lobo fan? Are you the biggest Lobo alum? Like, how do you self-identify? Um, well, I how I self-identify. Well, I I came here in '88 to go to school. I never thought I'd stay. Right. And I never left. And so stuck. I stuck. And yeah, um, yeah I I I've been alumni letterman uh, president. I've been Lobo Club president. I. I still support the programs as much as I can. Uh, my my big thing I'm really proud of is we've hired over 160 student athletes throughout the year. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So and and you know a lot of people do a lot of different things. We, when a lot of those kids get done at UNM, you know they get taken care of so much. They get their schedules done. They get their food done. They right. All their stuff and not like the regular student. And sometimes they they get done and they don't know what they do. So Graphic Connection has been a halfway house for first round draft picks i mean if, I, I, I had glover <laughs> uh, quinn work for me for three years he led the nfl in interceptions a few years ago jr giddens worked for us and then i've had just i just had regular guys um you know uh come and work for us and do deliveries and work in sales and so that i'm, pr- I'm proud of that because unm gave so much to me and i've tried to give back in in money and support and that's what I've tried to do. So it sounds to me like Graphic Connection is going to be like like the spotlight or like name, image, likeness. Like that's the plan for Graphic Connection. I am willing to do that. We're trying to figure out how we're going to do that too. But yeah, that's a that's a new thing that's on the horizon for college athletics that we're that we're going to have to deal with here, just like all the other colleges are dealing with. As you've like paid attention to it, because like Van and I are we're, we're privy to it. Um, uh, sorry to interrupt, but uh, Houston Astros go up six rip on a Jordan Alvarez home run off of Ronaldo Lopez. I believe that puts him in. Astros up six rip in the three, bottom of the fifth. Or three today with a total of eight bases. And Van was just doing Woo. the cabbage patch. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
There's there is no hiding to the fan the friends of the show that I am an Astros homer. So how much would your college experience, Scott, in the late eighties, early nineties have changed if name image likeness was in existence at that time? How different do you think your college experience would have been? Well, I think a lot of it's going to go uh, how recruiting is now. So, you know, you're going to be going to, you know, getting recruited by three or four schools, and a lot of these kids are trying to figure out what the best deal is. Um, you know, a lot of it is education. Don't get me wrong. I got I got a great education here, but I actually came. People say, why would you come here from Southern California, and what, what was the deal? A lot of people don't know this, Fred, but uh, my guy that recruited me here was Marvin Lewis, who was the head right. coach for the Bengals for 19 years, and I literally came to New Mexico because he recruited me. Um, so I think the big change is going to be, you know, in recruitment of, of, of players now because you see some of these some of these kids are signing million-dollar deals and they're 18 years old. I mean, it's crazy what's going on. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out over the next three or four years. So I, I think name image likeness is going to be the great equalizer in college sports because you got your Alabamas, your Notre Dames, your Ohio States, all the blue chip guys are going to go there. Your first string quarterback's blue chip. Your second string quarterback. The whole roster is all blue chip. But now with name image likeness, you get to spread out these blue chips across the country because they get to make money now. What do you think the Lobos, what do you think University of New Mexico can do to keep up and be a regional powerhouse? Maybe we'll never be in Alabama or an Ohio State. How do we emerge from the Southwest as being a player? Well, it's it's just like you know supporting the program over there. We're, the businesses in in the state of New Mexico are going to have to start stepping up because, I mean, I was reading something a couple weeks ago that alum at BYU has has done an NLI deal for the whole O line at BYU, and they're all, I don't know what it is, a car dealership or whatever. But it's it's. I think it's got to be the local community is going to have to start stepping up and signing up with the university and say, hey, we we want to do some advertising through some of your players and how do we do it? So, but right now it's, it's still really new. Um, you read about the big ones that are happening, but there needs, there's little ones that could be with a, you know, hundred dollar a month at a, you know, at a gym here in town or a restaurant or whatever. It's like I said, it is going to be really, really interesting what happens here at New Mexico. The other thing is um, the transfer thing that's happening. You know, that, Coaches have been able to transfer and, and leave schools and go to another school and coach next year. The whole transfer thing is going to start, you know, affecting schools like ours as well. We're going to get cherry picked and then we're going to get people that could leave, you know, Nebraska and come here right away and play next year. So college, college athletics and in, in whole in general in the next couple of years is going to be really interesting. What is the largest canvas or poster that Graphic Connections can create, and can you put Dontrell Moore back on the side of University Stadium? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a cool deal. He he deserves it. He was. Yeah, we, uh, we had Dontrell on the program yesterday talking about the Ring of Honor induction and asking. We asked. We said, "Are you going to be on the site?" He was like, "I was there for years. Yeah, he was. They took me down. Yeah. So we're starting a campaign <laughs> to get Dontrell on the side. Of yes, the, yeah, yeah. Like, put him back because yeah. it's it's an injustice. You right these wrongs. It's a travesty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good but for it. Good for him. He 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 was. I mean, those teams that we had back then, and I I think I was telling you this before, off air. I mean, when we were going to bowl games and beating Missouri and beating Arizona and beating those teams, it's uh, the biggest difference now is back when we beat Missouri, our budget was twenty five, twenty six million a year, and theirs was forty three. Mm -hmm. 
now them being in the SEC, they're literally like 110 million and worth 33 million. So, I mean, that's a huge discrepancy on, on, you know, monies that are going into these programs now. So, you know, we need people just to buy, I mean, it's simple. We just need people to buy season tickets and join the Lobo club and just, you know, do it one person at a time. Yeah. I don't think any reasonable Burcano, any reasonable New Mexican, any reasonable alumni thinks that coach G can turn it over one season. Do you think Coach G and Coach Long have what it takes to to propel UNM back to a contender every year, back into a bowl team every year? Well, they've they've been here. Both of them have been here before and and did it during that the Rocky Long right. era. So they've done it. They've done it with. I hear all the time, and I love following these local kids that are playing there now. Um, but I mean, they need to. It's all about recruiting. It's all about getting your own players in. And in and, and their systems, I think they're still uh, putting their systems in with their type of players. But you know, to answer your question, I think they have they have the blueprint. They've done it before. We've won bowl games here with Rocky and, and Danny, and they were just in reverse roles. So, yeah, I do believe that they're going to get things done here. And it's not as big a hill as everyone thinks that it is. I mean, it, we're – we're struggling a little bit right now. They know they're struggling, um, but since they've been here, I, you could just see. I was at practice yesterday. You could, I mean, you could see the kids are upbeat. They're excited to be here, and and it takes a few years to to build a winner. You know, a perspective I like from you at least because we, we hang out a lot. Of, oh, we'll be transparent. We hang out a lot outside the show. Like we're we're very good yeah, friends. Yeah, and we talk a lot from like the media aspect and the friends of the show call. And they talk from the fan aspect a little bit. But you you live that alumni aspect. Like you're in that circle. Whenever, like, Coach Gonzalez came back or whenever Rocky Long came back and you see some of these recruits and some of these approaches, how does that resonate with the alumni? Like, how do, like, former Lobos either, like, celebrate or, or opposite celebrate, like, what's going on with the program? Well, I'm on a group me. We're on a group me group with a bunch of ex-players. We've never done that. Right. Is yeah. that a Zuckerberg thing? I don't know what that is. You know what? It didn't go down yesterday, so I don't know. What <laughs> it, but, uh, yeah, we're on a group me deal, and you could see – you know, there's people from the 70s on it, 80s, 90s, you know, guys that graduated last year. And I think everyone, Danny wants to, Danny does want to be here. I mean, he's from here, you know, his family's here. Um, you know, he, he, this is his stop. He's not going to win here and then go somewhere else. I mean, he wants to build a program here and win, which is important because we've had other coaches that have been, Trying to get to that yes. step, or, hard yes, or at fell the, from grace, or the sure. end of their yep. career and finishing up here. So, you know, Danny wants to he wants to build a program and he's got a plan, and we just all have to be, uh, you know, we have to understand what his plan is and back him. I doubt the community doesn't know already, but Scott, can you tell the listeners what you do at Graphic Connections and how they can get a hold of you? Sure, uh, we're. A screen printing embroidery company here in town. We've been around. We're going on our 26th year, which is crazy. Um, but we're down off of uh, Renaissance, um, kind of over by Costco and Sam's Club, and we do everything from you know team business to businesses, groups, organizations, nonprofits, churches, uh, events. So if anyone ever needs anything with your logo on, we do promotional products as well. So we could put you know the boys on. Uh, golf balls or banners or 
we should probably have some gear for you. Let's guys. be honest, we deserve that. I, I know. Like, I'm should, not uh, trying to blow anything out of proportion. I mean, like literally, I've yeah. seen I've seen your guys' golf outfits. We really need to do some golf balls with Thank donate. Thank you. Yes, we'll just put the boys on it. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott, why is it so hard to find three X, four X, just in general <laughs> around the country? Is there a problem with that? I know it's more for for terms of profit margin, but boy, big guys like me like you know the bigger shirts and they're hard to find. Except I found them at your place. Yeah, I'll. I'll have whatever you want here tomorrow. Whatever you need, my man, I'll bring them over for Good. you. Good. A couple of Lobo t-shirts and a <laughs> okay. couple of Okay. got it. There we go. There we go. You got it. All right. You just I'll, keep pay, take... I'll pay for them. No, you, you take care of these two guys, and I got you covered. Oh, Mike Vitale, everyone. 505-821-2777 is how you connect with Graphic Connections. They, uh, we've worked with you guys a lot. You guys do a hell of a job. Uh, real uh, program note. I actually met Scott uh, doing like a charity event for the Hispano Chamber. That's how we originally connected. Um, and just ever since, I've watched you do a million different things in the community, and I uh, I'm very proud of our friendship. So yeah. thank you for taking the time today. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely, love the show. Scott Cregan, Lobo alum and socialite around town. When we get back, I'm going to uh, I'm going to grind my beer on this bar here about the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm going to tell you how the rest of my life is not worth living and how I was gaslighted by a major league <laughs> baseball team for an entire summer. So that's, that's to come. It's ABQ central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Reyes on two and one Taylor fly ball to left and deep and gone. Chris Taylor, a walk off home run. The Dodgers are walking off to San Francisco. They win the wild card, three to one. Well, I deserve that, I guess. Um, that's what I get for falling in love with a with a gal that won't have me. That's what I get for allowing myself to be so vulnerable. That's what I get. This hurts, Michael. This is the low that they talk about. This is the end of the day. Because I really feel like I've been abused. (laughs) And I looked at... I looked at their September. I looked at the St. Louis Cardinals September and I said, oh, what we could have. It's like when you're, it's like when you're promised by a loved one that they'll, they'll change for you and they'll be better for you and, (laughs) and you can trust them and you can, you can find love. And I couldn't, Michael, I, I couldn't trust them. I, I was left a heartbroken, I devastated even, destroyed a thousand pieces, a broken plate that can never be reassembled. And what I do know is I'll never allow myself to be in this position again, to be hurt the way that the St. Louis Cardinals and that Poindexter, Mike Schilt, <laughs> who doesn't know. The difference between a ball and a bat. To lift my spirits so high and to think that I had a pedestrian 500 record or whatever it was we had. That we would have a chance 
to even come closer near beating the 105 win Los Angeles Dodgers, who are so much prettier, who are so much, are LA 10s. There's a reason it's a flyover state. There's a reason that I'm where I'm currently at mentally and emotionally. And, and I'll be real honest, physically I've let myself go since the loss. I, I ate an entire bag of Cool Ranch Doritos, not because they tasted good, because I needed to feel about the silver to October. Gone! Ruined! I am in a pit, a pit filled with hatred and despair and anguish and dissolve and raw emotion. <laughs> I want for revenge, but at the same time, I know I will possess this memory for years to come, a memory that I choose to forget and I cannot. This is what they talk about when they describe heartbreak. Congratulations to the lost. Oh, gosh. I thought I felt it sneaking up on me. Mm-hmm. Congrat- don't you lay a- Don't you interject a word, Van Allen, as I'm currently giving my soliloquy. You just got one more stage of grief to go. Acceptance? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) The Quan's Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610. Please call and please tell me how I deserve this. Okay, back to the acceptance part, the last stage of grief for you. You got to just tell yourself, man, what a fun ride. 17-game win streak. After the All-Star break, 1% chance to make the playoffs. I was edged. Snuck in to try to dethrone the champs. You had a chance in a one-game wild-card playoff to beat the champs. That's exciting. That's got to make you happy. So what if you left 11 men on base? Eh, you know, who who cares okay. that you're 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position? It, first, thank you. That's what it was. And I'm I don't use the phrase Poindexter a lot, but that's what this is. I don't it, think you had a exit velocity over 90 miles an hour all game. The one run we scored was given to us. Yes. And I thought, because you know I'm a fan of classic literature and then Disney bastardization of things. Sure. And I thought this was going to be the Cinderella story that was like the 2009 through 2011 Butler Bulldogs. I thought this was going to be the 04 Red Sox. I thought this was going to be 1971 Remember the Titans, T.C. Williams. That's what I thought this was going to be. The 07 Boise State Broncos. The 1999 St. Louis Rams. The I thought this was going to be the 2011 St. Louis Cardinals. I bought into the hype of the 04 Pistons 2021 St. Louis Cardinals 2007 New York Giants led by Eli Manning 2001 led Tom Brady of the New England Patriots 2008 Fresno State Bulldogs. That's what I thought this was. 
the second most winning franchise in the history of the sport can't be an underdog, cannot be a Cinderella. They are the 2011 Japan women's national soccer team winning in extra kicks, penalty kicks <laughs> against USA. They are the Namath-led 1969 New York Jets. They're the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team versus Russia in the miracle up until the bottom of the ninth. When I can't get a guy out, Reyes comes into the game and gives up a walk-off dinger to some third-string catcher. Utility guy. Who happens to be very clutch historically. <laughs> he's really? no He's no stranger to that moment. No, no, he's not. The Cardinals aren't a Cinderella story. They're the second most winning franchise in the history of baseball. Oh, my God. I'm they Dan, have, they I'm have a Dan Hall Nunley. of Famer. They have a Hall of Famer and two MVPs on their team. Grow up. Chris Taylor is the Cinderella story. I'm Ian <laughs> Nunley. Subscribe to me on iTunes. That's you. That's you trying to, to hurt me. Like the, I'm already hurt. I'm trying to reason with you. Chris Taylor is a legitimate offensive threat. Van. You know what Chris Taylor is? Handsome and successful and talented. He's one of the cruel, rich, cruel stepsisters. <laughs> Plays infield, outfield, anywhere. Yeah. Catcher. You could catch, too. Plays catcher in a pinch. The St. Louis Cardinals are a joke. You need to blow up the roster. Every player that wore the birds, plural, on the bat on their chest yesterday needs to be removed from the team, sent to Memphis, <laughs> traded away, given to the Milwaukee Brewers. I do not care. But they're not St. Louis Cardinals to me. They're losers to me. I'm glad you didn't break your sober October yesterday. I really thought you're going to. I thought you're going. Could we watch the game from Star TV and Radio back to back to back? New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, KOBA TV's very own Brandon Ortega's house, and he made a nice little spread of burgers and chips for us. And as soon as that game was over, I thought Fred was going straight to the bar to get housed. I left without saying a word. Yeah, could have been worse. Pujols flied out. That would have been it. That, no. that to me is worse. That would have been so much better. Because if out, that's the end of that story, right? Because Albert Pujols hadn't won a playoff game since 2011 in St. Louis, and he took the money and he ran. And if he had had the opportunity, by the way, the Dodgers putting all of it in in the bottom of the ninth and doing it the exact way you have to do it to win in the bottom of the ninth, and literally hedging nothing for extra innings. If Albert Pulse would have hit the walk-off and Yadier Molina would have been standing at home plate and he would have seen Albert Pulse round third in that stupid, sexy round third Albert Pulse home run trot, and Yadier Molina would have been there and he had his holding his, his jump man helmet in one hand and just like, like teary-eyed, like a tear rolling down his cheek to his neck tattoo, and Albert looks him dead in the eye and they come to home plate and all the Dodgers are there waiting to celebrate with Albert, but they give him and Yadier Molina a moment where they can embrace as, as the brothers that they are and just to see the Dodgers ride off to San Francisco. By the way, first time ever they've ever played in the playoffs. I guess that's kind of neat. But then for Yadier Molina to be able to wish him luck and good fortune, Andale, Andale, I would have been into that. I think that actually would have made it worse on you. Who is Chuck Taylor? You're trying to bargain with yourself right now. If Albert Pujols would have hit a walk-off dong against the Cardinals, 
you would be in way worse shape today. Because you know Albert Pujols, guess what team he's going to play on next year? Guess who's going to be the utility man for the St. Louis Cardinals next year? Albert friggin' Pujols. From the texter, Jeff Symbieta says, Chris Taylor is an all-star, also a legend. <laughs> I tell you what, we have different <laughs> definitions of legend. He's a, he's, here's what he is. He's a cardinal killer. Chris Chuck Taylor is not for me. I will never speak of the Cardinals again on the airwaves of KNML, 95.9 FM, or AM 610. Not one more time. Oh, you will. Okay, October 7th, 2021, 428 p.m. I want you to pull that comment for us real quick, Vital. Put that in the box. You'll talk about him a couple more times today. He had a... Fred had a burger and some chips last night, but today he's having a Weineken to wash down his French cries. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations to the Dodgers. As I'm sure they'll lose in three straight to the Giants. <sighs> they absolutely won't. It'll be one of the best series of all time. It's a shame they only get to play five. Friend of the show, Trent, says, Sorry, man. As a Braves fan, I know your pain. Here's the thing, Trent. You're still in the playoffs. <laughs> you got five games, buddy. Yeah. You got a real shot at it. You got a good young roster. You got at least three. The only thing you don't have is Adam Wainwright. And he was a gem last night. He did it. He did it right. And then for some reason, and I've already used the phrase, third time's a charm, Poindexter, Mike Schilt, leaves him in there to bat with a runner on and two down when he only faced two batters in the next inning. Didn't even get a full inning out of him or a chance to start at least the first third of the fall, it doesn't matter. The Dodgers are the better team, and that's a surprise to literally no one except for me. The Dodgers were 16 games better than the Cardinals. The Cardinals were a great story. 17-game win streak coming out of nowhere. They got a lot. They got a really good young core to go with Arenado and Goldie. They're going to be just fine next year. They're going to pee to compete again next year but Dodgers versus Giants is what the world wants yes that's a better series it's insanely that's better more interesting 107 wins versus 106 wins the first time it's ever happened in the history of the playoffs which blew my mind also right when I heard that I thought BS this guy is incorrect for a moment Dodgers and Giants have had to play before I know this is the first time they've ever faced each other in the playoffs. I thought you were trying to console me for a moment, and then you went back to Radio Van, and you immediately turned it into how it's better that my team lost. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought this was a friendship moment. No, I no. trusted you. No, I'll be your friend in like an hour and a half. And I just let down my defense right now to you the exact same way I did to the Cardinals, and look where that got me. Yeah. We're going to break. When we get back, zero more Cardinals talk until spring training. When we take the show live to Jupiter, Florida. Because I'm going to convince friends of the show to become Cardinals fans, but not this year, not of these losers. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and 610 AM, the Sports Animal. My dear friend and co-host Fred Slow took you to the depths of despair <laughs> in that last segment. I'm gonna talk, and I'm going to talk a little bit about hope. Right now, Vital, if you don't mind. Go positive, yeah. Game one of the playoffs. As loyal listener knows, I am a Houston Astros homer. 
I was born and raised right outside of Houston, Texas. Luckily for me, I moved to New Mexico, Texan by birth, New Mexican by choice. But my only link to Houston, Texas is my love of the Houston baseball Astros. Fred took you to the depths of despair, but I'm going to talk hope. Because I see my boys up 6-0 right now in the top of the seventh inning. And that just fills me full of hope. Because as baseball dork knows, the Astros led all of baseball in hitting. And they got a couple really good young pitchers who are blossoming into aces right in front of your eyes. Chicago White Sox went all the way into the seventh inning for their second hit of the game off of the studly Lance McCullers Jr. with his unhittable curveball and sexy curly locks. It looks like Luis Robert has the third hit of the game for the White Sox. Two on, two out, top of the seventh. But if you guys win the first game of the playoffs, that just fills you with this air of confidence that you know they can take it. They know they're going to pull it off. And for example, me, a Houston Astros fan, 10 years ago, Astros went through a five-year stretch where they're one of the worst teams in baseball. Those last three years, they were literally the worst team in baseball. They're the first team in baseball to lose 100-plus games in a season three years in a row. That is pathetic. But they did that on purpose to start this epic rebuild. Carlos Correa, George Springer, Alex Bregman. And they already had little Mighty Mouse in the wings. A couple big pickups. Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Charlie Morton. And then you're in the playoffs every year. This is the fifth year in the row that the Astros are in the playoffs. And I am a spoiled, spoiled boy. And I'm not taking it for granted. But it's, it's a beautiful thing, that hope, that you know if your dudes play as good as they can, that you can go all the way, that you can celebrate, you can live vicariously through complete strangers. And that's what fandom is, right? You're a dork for these group of strangers. Unless you grew up with one of the dudes or you're related to one of the dudes, you don't know these people. These people don't care about you. Jose Altuve doesn't care about Van Nunley. But I see Mighty Mouse standing on base talking to normal-sized human beings, and I'm like, look what that little guy can do. That gives me hope. These guys give me hope. They can do it when they're cheating. They can do it when they're not cheating. And I love every <laughs> second of it. And I'm going to be just on the edge of my seat watching Houston Astros baseball Hopefully, all the way until the first week in November. I re- They're flying under the radar this year. Yes. And I was talking about that yesterday. I refuse to have any part of your enthusiasm. Show, Shohei <laughs> Otani, right? Shohei Otani, how good he was playing. That was the story of the first half of the season. Him hitting and pitching at an elite level. And then the Giants, a ragtag bunch of 
40-year-olds and some rookies being the best team in baseball. That was the story in the middle of the season. I don't even know why we're talking about And them. then the Cardinals' run 17 straight was the story at the end of the season. But no one was talking about the Astros. No one was talking about them all year. It's been four years since the cheating sta- scandal. It's been two years since the, the evidence of the cheating scandal came out. They've been good this whole time. They haven't had to cheat this whole time. They're good. Watch out. I mean, allegedly they haven't had to. So, yeah. So everyone was talking about Yankees and Red Sox in the wild card. Cardinals, Dodgers. The Dodgers are now going to play the Giants. There was very little talk about how much everyone hates the Astros. And I tell you what, I've talked about it on this show a lot. That I know what it's like to be a Cowboys fan now. I know what it's like to be a Notre Dame fan now. I know what it's like to be a Yankees fan now. Duke Blue Devil basketball. You're either loved or hate. Everyone hates you. Unless you're a fan of that one team, everyone else hates you. It's completely polarized in baseball now. Unless you are an actual diehard Astros fan like I am, you know every other person on earth wants you to lose. And after being the lovable losers and coming out of nowhere and you got the cutest, sweetest little second baseman on earth, Mighty Mouse, who's going to hate that guy? Everybody now. Everyone hates him now. So now it's like a new kind of fandom for me because I'm like, okay, I'll embrace being the bad guy. So the Astros went from Jedi to Sith in a matter of like a season and a half. Dusty Baker pulls Lance McCullers Jr. Astros still up 6 nothing. Top of the seventh inning. Literally everyone hates the Astros as much as I hate the Dodgers. <laughs> and like I said, man, I embrace it now. Like, I'm good with it. I'm okay. Everyone on the planet. I'm okay. There's not a single person walking the earth that's like, oh, I agree with Bam. Yeah, they're it's like a really good squad. Yeah, every any objective baseball fan knows they're a talented team top to bottom. The best offense in baseball, way above average starting pitching. They can get it done. They have just as good a chance as anyone who's still alive. So yes, color me excited. For fall baseball. Go Astros. Well, at least one of you is going to talk baseball this uh I refuse for the rest of the, <laughs> for the rest of October. Until the Astros are out. Which is hopefully in like three days. Naga Naga not gonna friggin' happen. <laughs> when we get back, an actual series we're talking about the Red Sox and the Rays. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, so we have on at the station, in the studio here, we have the game on, right? That makes sense. We're Sure. Like we're, I guess we're sports talk personalities, but really we're just like fans first, right? So we're watching the Astros just, just putting a thumping on. 
and it's on Fox Sports. Cool. What is this like new weird graphic overlay that they're doing? It is bad. This thing Stupid. is a disaster. Yeah. What is okay? Can we start with the font of the names? What are they doing? I'm like what I'm all right, hold on. Did they let one of their kids decide what the font is gonna be? Yeah. Is there some stupid holiday today? I don't that, get it. Is there some like bizarro font holiday? Because you know there's like five holidays every day. Like it's it's national stupid font on a baseball game day. I think that's what's going on here. Do you remember when Avatar used Papyrus as their font for like that hundred billion dollar like Hollywood blockbuster movie Avatar? I'm gonna have to Google Papyrus. Right, like, do you, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like the movie Avatar, yeah. starring I can't tell you who. The blue guy. The blue guy. Yeah, yeah, stands out. And they were like, we'll just use Papyrus. Like, we'll just we'll open Microsoft oh, Word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we'll pick one. Looks yeah. like a. Uh, Egyptian letters. That's that's the same approach that Fox Sports used when they were like, all right, guys, listen, open up Word, write the word Astros, and just scroll down until you find a font that looks cool. That looks ridiculous. The letters aren't even the same width. Like, too, I'm not trying confusing. to be that guy. Yeah, to be confusing. To be confusing. Yeah, it's, it, they're all top-heavy. It no, looks like the like, letters are all going to fall over on you. Right? Yeah. Like they're gonna come out of the screen, like not on purpose, like, like like bad. Like you didn't hold shift whenever you were like doing the spacing. Hey, and by the way, Fox Baseball done it better than anybody for a long time. Well, they do have Joe Buck. They got Joe Buck. He's the best. And when you put Joe Buck with Tim McCarver, that's the best combination of broadcasters in the history of all things that are broadcasting in combination. Tim McCarver is like well, he's not on currently. Anymore. He's no, I don't. Neither of them are on right now because this is FS1. I don't think Fox would allow this, but if you're watching with us right now, you're watching uh, the Astros demolish the White Sox. The Tony LaRussa led White Sox. Yeah. You know what? That's why they did it, Tony LaRussa, because those are the because Tony LaRussa is probably hammered right now, and that's what the letters. What? what? That's He's what double. The, yeah, that's what the letters look like <laughs> to a drunk Tony LaRussa. So that's why they chose those. So it'd be like. This is a, hey everyone. This is what Tony Larusa sees. Legitimate. I'm looking at it legitimately. The H in sh- like Chicago White Sox C H W and the H in Houston H O U. They're different H's. They're different. Like what are you doing here, Fox? And you would think a three letter network like Fox well, would it F S one. It's the same thing. They like I, I guarantee you. American League Championship Series and World Series do this not, will not be here. Do not look like this. No, because they because yeah. they obviously the higher ups at Fox listen to our show. Yes, and they'll take our our advice here. They're like, listen, everyone, turn on CBS Sports Talk Radio in Albuquerque, New Mexico. There are these two boys. Oh, you're listening already? Okay, what do you think of these about these? Foolish boys? of us. We're not the only ones that see this. Well, I don't even know what these. I don't know what terminology to use for this overlays. I don't know what to use. It's bad. You and can't the, you can't have your commercial overlay be bigger than the game when you split away. And in the court, like in the top right, is the identifier right where it's like FS1 and it says ALDS. Hey, guess what? There's a cool font there. Just use that one. That one's great. And then okay, and then the bottom of the seventh and the outs and the people on base. What is that? That's thing? even worse. 
That's it, worse than the font. There's not a Venn diagram <laughs> of baseball fan that overlaps with the Venn diagram, which is a circle. Is this a cool like, 3D font? The bases look like a Lego piece. I mean, a Tetris piece. It's a Tetris piece. The Tetris piece is coming at me. Ran over by a semi It's like, I can't spin it. I'm hitting, I'm hitting the angle. I can't spin the Tetris piece. Red Sox Rays after this. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM, AM 610. D, Sports Animal. Text us national keywords in 95819 right now. Fun, F-U-N, fun. K240BL Albuquerque is 95.9 FM, 610 KNML Albuquerque. The Sports Animal. It's the hard back. It's the hard return, Van. We're doing the hard back. The White Sox are having a hard return oh, gosh. to the playoffs. Michael, what's up with the intro? It just, it just gave up. It don't care no more about us? The, the computer's acting weird. It'll just stop. So I'll try to figure it okay. out here. Well, the friends of the show know what this is. It's ABQ Central. I'm Fred Slow. That's me and Nunley. Before the break, we were talking about the score bug on... Uh, like the Fox Sports broadcast, the where it shows you like runners on and outs and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and every we had grown accustomed to. So when when did the old one come out? Seventeen. So it was seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty five years. Yep. We had had the old one, which was in the corner. It was a little. It was like black, and then it had the little yellow squares in the right, and the score stacked to the left, and then the count underneath tells you what anyway. Anyway. It was. Right. I would say probably the best one in the history of. Like graphically produced television. Didn't stand out. Mm-mm. It wasn't the focus. It didn't take up that much space. It had all the facts you needed. Inning, outs, count, who's on base, what the score is. Speaking of space, this new one, which is currently on Fox Sports, if you're watching it, it's as big as like a Joe West strike zone. Like this thing is huge. It's bigger than this Astros lead in this game right now. And also, it looks like, do you remember like in the 90s when Major League Baseball was like futures jerseys? Yeah. That's what this is. This is another fail along the lines of back to the future jerseys. This is what Fox does, too. Because do you remember whenever, like, they had the NFL? Well, they still have the NFL. But, like, whenever they introduced like a a robot for some reason for for their NFL promo, and you're like, what NFL fan? is also a huge Boston Dynamics fan. Like, no. Like, yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. That Venn diagram does not overlap. No. No, it does not. This is some Fox stuff. I'm kind of just staring at it and just wishing it would change. Like, I'm trying to do, like, a Jedi mind trick and just get it to change. There are logos. It needs to be half that size. Yes. And it needs to be further in the corner. Uh-huh. And it needs to not look like that. Okay, one thing it does have going for it. I do like the faint silhouette. I hate that. Of the logo behind the score. Mm, I, like, I like that. That, with, I, that I do like. It's like a 50-50 transparency. Yeah. Like the thing you put in an office window where you can see out, but they can't see in. But guess what? I like it when I zoom in on it and look at the logo, but I don't like it. doesn't matter whatsoever when I'm looking at a television and it's tiny and it's faint and it's in the corner, and it should be more in the corner. It's not all the way in the corner. I would even settle for, like, one that's on, like, the lower third, like they have in NFL games. Like, give me something smaller. Yeah. 
hey, here's one. Just put a ticker at the bottom. Sure. Put a ticker. Keep all the action above the ticker. You know what I won't see? Yeah. Anything in my way. Because I already I already zone that ticker out when I watch sports. One. All right. If, if you are an actual baseball fan and you're actually watching baseball to watch the baseball game, if your attention gets diverted for a little bit, all you need is the count and the outs. You know who's playing. You know the score. You know what inning it is. You know the players already. This might be fun for, like, casual fan, like, super casual fan. It's like, oh, look, those, that little box in the corner is way prettier than it used to be. Hey, babe, do you like the new box? If you're a real baseball fan, you'll follow along without looking yeah, for at sure. that Well, mess. hold on. I'm not sitting at home keeping a book. Like, I'm into this thing for entertainment. I'm not. Yeah, but you're a big baseball. You can't follow that without all the graphics. So I'm easily distracted. I text a lot. When I do fill out a book. All right, so inside baseball, <laughs> for the listener, I broadcast a lot of baseball. That's the thing I've done professionally. When you look at my scorebook at the end of, the, of a game, because I keep a book during a game, there's a lot of WWs on there. And I'm broadcasting it. WWs wasn't watching. <laughs> Out. Wasn't watching. Don't know. Because that's how I get. It's distracting. Yeah. My hate for it distracts from me enjoying the baseball game. There is a beauty, though, about a really well-kept, like, old-timer scorebook, like a program one, like a guy who does it with, like, a pencil. You know what I'm talking about? You're talking about me. You do that? If if I'm going to a baseball game to watch a baseball game and not get hammered with my friends, then I will keep book every game. We go to the game for different reasons. Like, I I have a shelf on my in my library on my on my bookshelf what? Hey, where I have a bunch of books like how's your ivory tower over here book man okay <laughs> i don't i don't have a library <laughs> i have a bookshelf i have a shelf with books on it i have many leather bound books we have what uh, I, I got a friggin bookshelf with dvds <laughs> on it yes i, I get it i don't even DVDs. own a dvd anymore there's so, and copy. i have I, I got one cube on my bookshelf where there's like books where I've kept score of baseball games before. Like, I've done many Isotopes games. Like, when Manny was in town, I kept score of the Manny game. When Josh Hamilton was in town, I kept score of the Josh Hamilton game. I was going to do the Matt Carpenter game when Matt Carpenter was in town. Matt Carpenter, sorry, the Matt third Hol- baseman for the me. St. Louis Cardinals that we no longer speak about? Matt Holiday. I misspoke. Wrong. Thank you. Wrong old decrepit Matt. That's so weird. Matt Holiday, when Matt Holiday was in town, I was going to keep book on that one, but you were so excited. We pre-gamed at the bar, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm way too drunk to keep scoring this game. A cool art- autograph is on like a score. Like if you have a game, yes. yeah, that's a cool art- yes. autograph. Yeah. It's also a fun thing to teach. Like yeah. if you're like, if you're into baseball and, like, say you're with, like, Young Blood or whatever, and Young Blood's like, I don't get this game. It's boring. You can also be like, it's also nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's turn this game into math. Yeah. It's actually Dungeons and Dragons. I'm into that. It's like, I'm into that. You're speaking my language. Scott right. Cregan just turns the volume up in his car now as he's driving <laughs> home. He's like, yes. I love all that nerd culture. Nerd culture in sports is a lot, like, more symbiotic than you think. For, symbiotic. For a symbiotic? Is that is that when you really love the morning show? Is like <laughs> Yeah. Where, where your views match the morning show's views? It's very symbiotic. I feel like symbiotic is yeah? a word. Oh, okay. 
stupid. What is this thing called? What did we say it was called? Scorebug? Scorebug. We had to look that up. We didn't know what it was called. Yeah, it's called a scorebug. And compared to the pop-ups, when the new batter comes on or the new pitcher comes on, Mm -hmm. the scorebug looks fantastic. Because the the font for the pop-up scorebug for the batter with his stats and his name, etc., is the worst thing I've ever seen. Also, yeah. You know what this just also jogged my memory on? I think right now Fox currently does, like, if Aaron Rodgers scores a touchdown, they have, like, a comic book character of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, as, like, the he scored a touchdown. Here's a picture of him, like, if he was in The Walking Dead. And you're like, what? what why? 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 What? It, does Fox even have a clue? Like, I'm not trying to put it out of proportion right here, but... This is all terrible. And I'm not the guy who's like, everything is terrible. But I am currently the guy who's like, everything is terrible. Well, and uh, I think Van is right. They want to draw in the casual fan. But still, if you're a traditionalist, your your core group needs to doesn't need to see this as a baseball fan. This is yeah. crazy. Look at that. That upsets me. That upsets right, me. So you say look at that, but the listener can't see well, it. Well, I'm talking to you because you yeah, were looking over there. It's a like, lower third. <laughs> That says like Tim Anderson shortstop, and then it has the White Sox logo at what I'm gonna call like a 30 degree like away yeah. angle. Yeah, like if you were teaching force perspective in an art class in middle school to children, you'd 3D. be like, yeah, you'd be like, draw it this way. You know what? You might be on to something. That's what this is. They hired this out to like a a junior college art program. Yeah, and they're like, hey. We're in the red this year for advertising and marketing. So So we're going to scrap on we'll, graphic design. We'll give you credits. We'll give you college credits if you do this. And they're like, okay, I've never watched baseball before. It's bad for a national broadcast. Is it bad also? Sorry, Vital. Is it bad also in like NASCAR and golf that Fox does? or Because do, I don't watch those, so I don't know. You remember whenever hockey – like first went to like ESPN and like they had like the glow puck and then they were like really blow it out of proportion. Like that's what this is. This is unnecessary. Yeah, tone it down. You it, need to make that smaller. You need to make it more legible. You need to make it sharper. And get get rid of the three D bases. Get when, rid of the three D logos. Much. I just noticed that it's too much. Look when at I, the bases. Whenever it's in like the behind the picture, like the pitcher perspective, the picture is of the pitcher. Like pitching, yeah, it looks like hopscotch is on the playing surface. Correct. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Okay, I hate this. I can no longer watch baseball for the rest of October. It's ruined to me on Fox. Okay, well, I think you're projecting your Cardinals loss. Again, we said they wouldn't be meant. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like I've handed you like. But this is bad. Yeah, but I don't want to watch it now. Do you want to watch the game? Guys, never. I, I no, feel never. for an Astros fan here. I can't, like, I think if I, like, squint, I close one eye and I squint my left eye, I could just watch baseball with my left eye and not have to watch this stupid score bug in the corner. All right, that actually kind of does work. It does work. You could, like, you could bleed it out. But then again, if there's a grounder to first base, I'm I'm gonna miss it. <laughs> this is just this is just as bad as it gets. Ever okay, since and it's and it's being poorly reviewed on the internet as well. 
because we did check on this. Yes, after we brought it up without being prompted by the internet, yeah. we went to the internet. We're like, we can't be the only ones that think it's and this we bad. are not. Oh, and it is almost in unison how much people hate this. It's interesting how as soon as the Cardinals go out of the postseason, everything goes to shambles. <laughs> I don't think that's a coincidence, not at any level. Red Sox Rays, when we get back. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. We're only here for like 43 more minutes because you can listen to Thursday Night Football tonight. Los Angeles Rams are... They're hosting Seattle, is that right? Or Seattle's hosting the Rams? I don't uh, know. It's the Rams at Seattle okay. tonight. Correct, in Seattle. And then after that... A 12th man, which they ripped off from Texas A&M. True to the game with Mike Trujillo. Joining us on the program on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, Tommy. And he wants to talk baseball, and that's good because we're about to talk Red Sox Rays. Welcome, Tommy. Hey, guys. Uh, Tom, the truth back at you. I do feel your pain uh, with my team getting beat. I, I thought it was a well-pitched game, just, you know, St. Louis just couldn't hit the ball and couldn't get runs, and that's the only thing that killed them. It was a well-pitched game by, I feel, both sides. Um, as far as the Rays and the Red Sox, um, I think I want to hear you guys' position on each series, but I got the Rays winning 3-1. I think Milwaukee wins their series 3-2. Dodgers win their series 3-2. And then uh, Houston um, wins three games to one. But I, I – I kind of like to see the Giants beat the Dodgers because they've never played each, each other in the playoffs. It's crazy. And they never have. And I think there's going to be two huge dugout fights between the two, which I'd love to see. <laughs> God, I hope so. Everybody. That's the take, Tommy. I, I, I would love to see. I know we got to be all proper and everything, but they have bad blood, and I want to see that blood come out. So I want to just uh, get both of you all hang up. I know how much time. Um, but what do you guys think of the opinions on, the, on all the playoff races, how they're going to end up? And one thing I'll say about Houston, the cheating thing, okay, if they can just win one more World Series, they'll get two stigmas off. The one-year wonder stigma and the cheating stigma will be kind of taken away because they won another World Series without cheating. You see what I'm saying? I want to see what you think about that guy and, and hear your opinions on the playoffs. Great show, guys. Love the show. Bye. Appreciate that. Tommy with his picks. I don't think they're so far off. And we're, We'll give you yours after we preview Tampa Bay Boston tonight. Yep. I don't think he's so far off. Also, I like the benches yeah. clearing tape. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Please fight each other so there will be anything worth watching in my world of baseball because I refuse to watch even a single more pitch. Got a question for you guys. Ugh. Is Tampa Bay, the Rays, is that an organization that's the next-gen type of money ball? The way in it's which already there. They're, oh, they're already there. It's They've literally been that. Successful at it for a decade already. Yeah, they, oh, they yeah. are the ones. They're the first ones to embrace it after the A's. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, hold up. Yes and no. I feel like you were correct in a way, but I feel like the first one to embrace it after, there were two. I think Boston and I think the Cubs both tried. And they eventually abandoned it and went back to, like, money guys. Yeah. But I think – big money guys. But I think it was attempted. But these are the guys that, like – like took the example of the A's doing it really well and took the example of Boston and Chicago failing at it and were able to be like, okay, those parts are terrible. Take out that ingredient, add this, look to what we baked. That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, well, the Red Sox tried to steal Billy Bean yes. from the A's. That's correct. It was like, hey, come do this with $200 million. 
like and I thought it was a boss move that Billy Bean says, No, I want to be successful doing it here. We got it here. I want to show the world that we can do it. Yeah, and my kid plays acoustic guitar, so that's gonna keep me in the state. Yeah, that's sweet. Um <laughs> That was a cute song though. You can't lie. This is a super cute song. I just I'm just giving you the way I got it. Okay. But I think I think because Boston and Chicago both failed at it, both Epstein things. When I say failed, they obviously won. They obviously incorporated it in a way. But this, to me, is like as true to the concept as it can be, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays of Sunray Stadium. Well, uh, well, Epstein didn't really do Moneyball. He did his own version of it. Yes. Because they did the tank. Yes. Because Epstein and the Astros embraced it uh, right after the Red Sox were successful with it. So you tank, you build up your farm system, and then when your studs come up, then you spend money. That's how the Red Sox did it. That's how the Astros did it. That's how the Cubs did it. To me, that's not Moneyball. Tampa Bay cannot spend money. They can't spend money. So they've had to do advanced analytics. They've had to piece together because they don't they don't have studs. Like, they have very good baseball players. But just like the A's, they haven't won at all with this approach. It's one thing to make the postseason, another – to win, I mean, I don't see a lot of big bats come up with clutch plays. I know that they're, they're the pitching. I think is the thing that stands out because that's where they put a premium on everything. But they, they're I in honestly, the mix. Honestly, I think Boston and Tampa Bay, the way they ended the season, they're coming in pretty even because Tampa Bay doesn't have Glass now, right? Uh, they let Price and Morton walk. Right. They don't got Uncle Charlie. Tampa Bay's not as strong. Okay, they're not as strong. So I think Boston and Tampa are on more of an even playing field than people realize. Because if you look at their second-half stats, Boston had a better second half than Tampa, even though Tampa is eight games above them for the whole year. This is anybody's series. And I think Boston beating the Yankees at home in the wild card, I see this going five, and I see Boston taking it. I want Tampa to succeed. I want the smaller market guys to succeed. I'm rooting for them, but hey, I've been a baseball fan my whole life. I know how this works. Whoever gets hot right at the end, unless you're just some super dominant club, which there's not really one this year, you could argue the Dodgers and you could argue the Giants, but I think the Giants are just a solid baseball team that keeps winning close games. Speaking of analytics, here are some Tampa Bay numbers. You ready? Hit me. Best team ERA, 369. Best Bullpen ERA, 3-2-4. Their offense finished number two in the AL in runs scored. Top three marks in doubles, triples, and home runs and walks. Tampa Bay is also, like on the base pass, very good. 88 of them swiped. Top five group in the AL in slugging percentage and OPS. They're at the very top, and they didn't lose 30 games at home this year. The way I see it, Boston is going into a very quiet, dangerous playing environment. Yeah, but Tampa Bay, they're going to show up. They'll have a home field advantage in the playoffs. You think fan base will show up in the playoffs? Sure. They're gonna, Boston's going to buy a lot of tickets. So you think Boston fan will show up? Red Sox uh, Nation's going to come out in Florida? Yes, Boston travels well everywhere. You know that. Yeah, I agree. But Tampa Bay fans actually show up in the playoffs. Like, you've seen that the last two years. It's not going to be the home field advantage that you get 
anywhere else in the MLB. It's not going to be like Fenway Park where the only people who sell their Fenway Park playoff tickets who are people who are desperate for money. You don't see a lot of Yankees jerseys in Fenway when it's Yankees socks. They come in droves, and they make sure that they have a home field advantage. There's a weird cultness about that, too, because like if you're season ticket holder in Boston, the other seat every, – because everyone is – so, like, the seats around you know who you are, and they know if you sell your tickets to Yankees fans, and then you're, like, blackballed. It's a weird culture out there. Yeah, I've heard of that. I think this one is not only going to go the way of Tampa Bay, I think they're going to, like, be very comfortable in it. You think it's going to be an easy series? I do. Really? Yeah. And and I think it's because, like, number one, interdivision. So, Tampa Bay, like, insanely familiar – Tampa Bay was, like, on the greatest stage last year, and they're not afraid of what is the quote-unquote prestige of the Boston Red Sox, sure. as I would have said they were years in past. World Series last year. Right. Championship Series two years ago. Right. Yeah. I think it's Tampa Bay. I think their talent is so young. I think their pitching is so good. I think they're managed insanely well. When I look at them, I'm like, where is the deficit to this team? I don't see it. Well, I think they get players young and cheap, keep them until maybe they got a couple years left on the contract. Trade them for more young and Dale cheap players. for more prospects. That's another avenue of how to compete. I think that's what them and the A's have found, where in baseball, the other teams like the Red Sox, Yankees, or Dodgers find a superstar ace or a big bat to compete. Well, you're exactly right. But the difference is not just doing that over and over again. you got to be better than your competitor at it. you got to get better talent you got to have better advanced analytics to make sure that these players that you're trading for, because it's, it's a lottery ticket. You're getting some 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old kid who you just, like, scout and then go by their advanced analytics, and you got to hope that they're a major league contributor two, three, four years later. It's a weird thing to look at a guy and be like, hey, I can identify these specific tools. Like, it's not like you're looking at a guy and you're like, Hey, he does it all. Or this is not the next Josh Hamilton. This is not the next Rick Ankeel. This is not the next whoever. Yeah. King Griffey Jr. But it's like, oh, here's a guy that if we do get him on base, he's going to run quick. He's going to do a good job. We get back from the break. We'll give our prediction on the entire DS round. Okay, man? Sweet. So we're going to do that when we get back. And then we're going to jump into Thursday Night Football Quick and Dirty. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Texter's been quiet today. 505-246-0610. We're here with you up until Monday Night Football at 6 o'clock. I got Tampa Bay over Boston. I got Houston over Chicago. I got San Francisco over L.A. And I got Milwaukee over Atlanta. Okay. I got Boston. I think Boston's lineup is better than Tampa Bay's lineup. Okay. Over a full season, I can see why Tampa Bay has more wins. They have a stronger bullpen until a couple key guys got hurt. They got a better rotation. The way they stack up right now in the playoffs, I think Boston is better. I got Boston winning that series. I got Houston cruising just like this game over the White Sox. So Boston-Houston. 6-1, top of the ninth. Yep. Bad guys out in front. Boston-Houston. In the ALCS. If you can see through the graphic, it's a good game. And unfortunately, I think San Francisco, L.A., this is the National League Championship Series. 
because Milwaukee can do a lot of damage. Milwaukee's got the best one, two, three starting rotation in baseball. That's all you need. But they had a huge self-inflicted wound in the back of their bullpen. Milwaukee's got two out of the three best relievers in baseball, and one of them punched a wall and broke his hand. And the wall won. Yes. He fought the wall and the wall won. I really liked Milwaukee until Devin Williams went down. They were my dark horse pick at the beginning of the year, and I really liked them towards the end of the year. They play small ball. They got guys who put the ball in play all the time. They can win close games with that pitching. But I think whoever wins from San Francisco, L.A., and I think it's going to be L.A., is going to beat Milwaukee. So I got Milwaukee and L.A. winning, and then L.A. eventually beating the Brewers going to the series. I So we got – we're the samesies. Yeah. Samesies on Milwaukee, and we're samesies on Houston. Yes. But you have – Tampa Bay, and you have San Francisco. That's how I feel. Okay. White Sox don't have a lot of experience. I like Houston. And I don't think pitching enough is going to get Tampa Bay through, so I like the Red Sox. And then I like the uh, Dodgers. And Tampa Bay, I mean, Tampa. okay, for, for Tampa to win this series, they have to win this game. Because they got a young, young up-and-comer. And baseball fan, if you don't know who this guy is, Shane McClanahan. This guy pitching yeah, tonight. He's good. Absolutely electric. A wipeout slider that is so hard to hit, but he's wild. And I think the scouting report from the Red Sox is going to be just wait for a fastball. Wait for a fastball. You see that ball spinning out of that hand, you bite your lip. Don't swing at a slider. Make him come at you with the fastball. Shane McClanahan's going to be really good in this league. If he doesn't get injured, he's going to have a lot of good years ahead of him. But I don't think this is the one that the Sox winning tonight and the Sox winning the series. Even though the Astros and White Sox are similar, it just you can't can't beat the experience of what Houston brings to the table. Sure. Yeah, I mean, five years in a row in the playoffs, six out of seven years, like the same core. They know what they're doing. This is just business as usual for these guys. That's, are, hard, that's hard to beat in the postseason. Sorry, Fred. No, you're good. There are AL and NLDS picks. Van and I are very close, but you believe Boston is better than I believe they are, and you believe LA is better than I believe they are. That is correct, and that is correct. It's not good radio to transition a topic mid, but we're going to do it right here. We talked a lot of baseball today. Uh, heads up for you fantasy players out there, uh, Chris Carson is out. Chris Carson out tonight versus the Rams. So if he is your running back, he is the Seattle Seahawks uh, RB1. He is out tonight. Take him out your lineup. Not playing. Cool? Okay, who is playing? I got I got my my app open right here. Who's his replacement? Is it Sam JP Ryan? Uh, so I don't have there's I don't see an announcement on who that's going to be. Rashad Penny, right? No, Rashad Penny got hurt as well. They have Travis Homer and DJ Dallas on the death chart depth chart. 
So if you if you're in a tough spot and you have to, you Collins mean? is expected to be the number one running back. So Alex Collins is the backup. Is that correct? Yes. That is correct. There you have it. Rams and Seahawks. Uh, Thursday Night Football worth watching, which is a sentence we don't say often. This one is for the NFC West, in your opinion? No, it's Arizona's It's Arizona's division. It's Arizona's to lose. I already got the tiebreaker. The Rams are good. I think full season the Rams are better than the Cardinals, as big of a Cardinals homer as I am. And you are. And I told you at the beginning of the year, Cardinals are going to be a playoff team. You mentioned. And you snickered right in my face. See, that's the way you say it like that is like <laughs> you say it like I'm like angry with you. And I just it's not that I'm angry. I just you don't think, felt angry. I don't think you're smart. I felt angry. I felt anger coming from you. I think it's tough to play against Russell Wilson in primetime. So you're still even the Chris Carsonless Seahawks. You're gonna take Seattle. If you're like, hey Fred, would you rather have Russell Wilson or Matt Stafford? I'm like, literally the dumbest thing you've ever asked me. Matt Stafford. Never Matt Stafford. <laughs> He's a loser. He's perennially a loser. Well, here we go. Go on. <laughs> now I got my phone on. I just need to decide who I'm Keep dropping. Going. Need to drop for Collins. <laughs> Got one team. I got one team with running back problems. You think it will be the Rams? Correct. I think the Rams are going to lose to the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. I think the Rams are very good, top to bottom. And Stafford takes them to the next level, just like Tampa, little Tampa Timmy. Took the Buccaneers to the next level. Caesars Palace says it's the Rams by two and a half. On the road. That On says the something. Road. Without your number one running back, I think it makes it pretty easy. I will take the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim, St. Louis County over the Seahawks. And I with two and a half, I would say with the spread and i i don't like betting against seattle at home no they're one of the few yeah. teams who have actual home field advantages that place gets insane if you've never been to a football game in seattle go you will be surprised what those hipster losers are capable of over there it's gonna be hard to kind of keep wilson in the pocket um, but the rams have really good corners and they got a pass rush, so uh, I'm not so sure. And without Carson in the line, they don't have a run game. That's going to be hard. Be a lot of throwing on Wilson tonight. The Rams are strong at every position, which is kind of crazy. Do they even have a salary cap in LA? Like, how are they paying all these guys? They're doing it real cheap on these contracts. Cooper Cup has a real cheap contract that they gave him a couple of years ago. I guess good for them. Sucks for him. That sounds like some stupid European soccer thing, right? The name Cooper Cup? Box of back winners at the Cooper Cup. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like the very first race in Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Cooper Cup. 
I don't traditionally watch a lot of Thursday night football. It's the one I skip. It's a quick turnaround from the weekend, yeah. It's usually sloppy. I got stuff going on on Thursdays. Also, like historically, we've been off on Fridays, so it hasn't been like super prudent in my profession. Sure. And I like football. Like I like the red zone. Like I watch the red zone. God, it's so much fun, man. Red zone. But to like sit down and be like, all right, Fred, you're about to watch like a full football game that doesn't have Tom Brady. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, it's like the dentist chair for me. I'm like kicking and screaming. If I'm at the house, this is what I'm doing. I got the game of the week on the big screen, and I got the red zone on the computer or the little screen. And I'm like adulting and stuff with music on. If it's like a big game and I'm at the bar or if the buddies are throwing a party, hell yeah. Turn up Joe Buck. That's the turn th- up Collinsworth. I'll listen to it now. <laughs> That's the thing, because football's for the boys. Because like, yeah. if you watch football solo, if you're like, I'm such an avid football fan, I'm gonna make sure I turn into every snap by myself. So yeah, we're not the same type of fan. Not that there's anything wrong with us. There's not, but but be fair. <laughs> Just not for me. Let's grab a break. We didn't do a varsity today, which uh, is perfectly fine. We're happy with this NBA story, though. I think it's pretty good. Let's do both. What would be the varsity then? You're just going to say, let's do both and throw your microphone away and not identify a varsity? We'll figure it out over the commercial break. But but then the listener won't be able to prepare. The the friend of the show won't know what the varsity is. Varsity of... (laughs) Worst graphics. Okay. I don't hate that. In response so, in it, response to the sports bug, how awful FS1's new sports bug is, we'll do varsity of bad graphics. Right, hey, I, shout out to Scott Cregan and Graphics Connection. They will not be on the list because they are a wonderful graphic. Today's varsity is the varsity of worst graphics. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Annual. Wrapping up the program as we go home early and you tune in to Thursday Night Football. Football. Special thank you to friend Scott Cregan who joined us. I really like him. As you should. Okay. Cool dude. Supports the community. Good golfer. Smart. Funny. Can pull off jean shorts. Who can do that these days? Scott Cregan. I don't know if he wears jean shorts. Where did that come from? It's just a nice compliment. That's not a compliment. That he can pull off <laughs> jean shorts? Yes, it is. The only, you know how hard it is to pull off jean shorts? Can do that. I can tell you that only one person has ever pulled off green jean shorts. Magnum P.I. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Had a little help. Today's varsity, if you're new to the program or not familiar, the varsity is a group that we assemble of any given topic, it is the varsity of that group. It is not the JV. It is not the second tier. It is the first tier, the varsity. And in celebration of Fox's new score bug, which is at or near the worst thing we've ever seen on a broadcast of Major League Baseball, Yep. we have decided that today's varsity is the varsity of worst graphics. Yep, worst graphics. Okay. Me or you? Uh, go ahead, buddy. 
Thank you for the opportunity. I will tell you that Pepsi is on the list. When Pepsi went from their super cool logo that looked like a wave to their new one that looks like a tipped over sale, I thought that was stupid. That is a stupid graphic. So I will tell you that the new Pepsi graphic is stupid. Yeah, I agree with you there. Okay. It's very bad. Thank you. I'm going to go with graphic metal tease. Yeah. They got like yep. the stupid like font that you can't read what it says. Yeah. It's just a bunch of scribbles. Yeah, like death metal stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's very bad. Yeah, it's bad. Death... I can't see what it says. Yeah. And all the images look the same. Is that a is that a heavy metal graphic tee or is that a tribal tattoo on your arm? Don't know. Don't know. Can't Don't know. tell. I can't tell. In the world of sports, Reebok went from what I thought was a very cool logo to this dumb triangle that looks like the flex capacitor. And I think that the Reebok logo sucks. Yeah. It's perfect. Why mess with it? Yes. Nike didn't change Nike swoosh. And if they did, I mean, I don't really know because it still looks sweet. Still looks like a swoosh. Yeah. All right. Next on my varsity of bad graphics, I'm going to go with Minecraft. Yeah, they're not good. (laughs) It's one of the, it's the most popular, one of, or not the most popular game in the world. Right. And it's got graphics from 1986. It's bad graphics. You could you could run it on a on a TI Instruments eighty five calculator. You like, could you could run it on a singing birthday card. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Morton Salt. The Morton Salt logo for a lot of years was classic and beautiful, and it had that girl in the yellow dress with the umbrella. And it has just been. And I'm a like a fan of really simplistic art, but it is it's just too simple and boring now. So the Morton Salt logo, uh, long gone and, and, and lost but loved. Okay, I'm going to go with graphic flannel. Oh, yeah. That Look, sucks. bro. Yeah. It's a flannel. You don't need to put stuff on it. Trying to do too much. It's just a flannel shirt, bro. Chill out. You don't need logos. You don't mm. need words. You nope. don't need names. You don't need your band on the yeah. back. It's a flannel. Quit ruining flannel. I noticed that IHOP was not bankrupt before they changed their logo. Yeah. So the new IHOP graphic is terrible. Coincidence? No. And I get That's it. That's bad. It's supposed to be like a smiley face or something. It It's not. It's stupid. So I'm going to say that the IHOP graphic is very bad. Okay. I got the worst graphic okay. of all time, and this is my number one varsity. Okay. This is my first face on Rushmore. Graphic language. Fred, nobody appreciates that. You can't just cuss around these kids out here. Mm-hmm. You can't just be carpet bombing F's and B's and D's and C's around the youth. So graphic language, you know, that's that's on my varsity of bad graphics. Dave Thomas rolled over in his grave. One of her Wendy's went from their classic old-timey Wendy's logo to this new one with like a faux cursive yeah. that is just a flat out joke and gave Wendy like a dumb perm. So the new Wendy's logo is the reason I haven't eaten there in years, except for Super Bowl parties when I bring 50 nugs. That's a go-to. Yeah. That's a smart move on your part. Everybody likes it. You don't got to get super fancy like I do. No. 
Like I always do some like fancy pasta with like basil or some artisanal cheese or something. Just bring some picky boys. I get fancy. I, I cook all morning for like one nice dish. Just finger a couple nugs right out of there. And then Fred just brings a plastic container of lukewarm nuggets. And, and everyone's and like, somebody's the hero. <laughs> somebody's potato a potato chips. I'm a friggin' jerk. Why did Mountain Dew go from the word mountain to MTN Dew? That is stupid. I don't even know what MTN means. That's what I'm saying. It's a dumb logo. When the WWF lost the F in WWF and went to just WW, what is that? That's not even World Wrestling Entertainment. It's First just... off, Mountain is MT. You just created a new abbreviation that didn't exist well, it was before. MTN. No. Doesn't even make sense. Gap, did, Gap had a cool logo for a long time. They got a stupid one now. It's just the letters Gap. It just says the word Gap. I'm not into that. Yeah. If they're going to rebrand, just do Michael just do Michael Strahan's teeth. Super iconic. Yeah. That's very good. Thanks. Super iconic Pizza Hut logo is now just like a it's like an old wax stamp you put on a letter. It used to be that cool like red hat with the Pizza Hut like in handwriting and yellow line. Now it's like a Game of Thrones sealed letter wax stamp. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing Pizza Hut? There you go. I think those are the worst worst brands. Bad graphics. Oh, graphics. Sorry. Bad graphics. Very bad graphics. Had a really good program today. Van, any final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you on Saturday, Burke. Live from the Balloon Fiesta.